was like I trained in the evening. I hate trained in the evening. And um, I think I finished probably about 9.30. So then I have my two post-workout meals and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare trying to get these down and then trying to go to bed. <laughs> I still got two meals. I still got two meals. I've been there today. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Like 100%. How do I sound, by the way? I got I put in my headphones, so we'll see how they sound. Good, yeah, no problems yet. No, not after the debacle last week. Yeah, my uh, I've decided my mic my mic after a year and year however long almost two years has finally been. Yeah, you had a lot of episodes logged on that thing. A lot of them, a lot of dropped mics. It's probably from how many times I probably dropped it, just because the stand was so shitty. So it's probably just from that many times, just like bang, bang, bang. So. No, but like the, these, my quads right now are just like, they hate me. I'm like, I took it to that, I took it to that place today. I was like, I just took it there. I've been on this roll now with leg days where like all my lifts keep going up like 10, 20 pounds, like on each day, on each lift, not my hack squat because my hack squat, I want to get more reps on it. But like, I got like three continuous plus three continuous more reps on the hack squat. And I was like, okay. And then I stopped and I got a, I hit another PR because I always give myself a few, a few breaths after yeah. I do as many as continuous I can. And then I take breaths so I can get more because I'm in, I'm in the camp of, Hey, if you take a few more breaths, you're going to get more reps, which is more tension on the muscle, which is just more stimulus. Which yep. I agree more. with that. So, Especially if I'm doing now, how many work sets will you do? Will you do just the one all out? Yeah. Yeah. So I only got one. So it's like, if you get like seven, if you get like, what did I get say? I think I got like eight continuous and then I got nine and 10. And last week I got eight reps and I got five and I got five, whatever. I got five continuous. So it's like, it's a big jump. Yeah. Usually what I do is like, if I have the top set in the back off, my top set won't be continuous. It'll be yeah, like one, one rebrace two, and then just go from there. Yeah. And then when I do my back off, I'll try to keep it, like you said, as continuous as possible. And then just. Once you hit that point, take a few breaths, a couple more, and then as far as you can go. Yeah. My my leg press set, I almost blacked I almost blanked out again. Good thing, good thing I didn't forget the, my uh, good thing I didn't forget my fats. Good thing I didn't forget my fats in my pre-workout meal today. <laughs> so we covered all the bases. You still using the the uh, hip press, the Rogers one? Or the I don't think AFS? Okay, but it's it's similar, right? You're still using it's that one? Kind of similar. It is kind of similar. I think the hip press, the hip press actually like stays up a little bit. Like your seat's a little bit higher. Yeah. So the way it comes in is like, you'll get a lot of knee flexion there, but like you also get a lot of hip power where this is like, I, you can like adjust the seat on the back. So you can make it kind of like more like that hip press where it kind of sits okay. a little bit angled back, or you can make it really straight up to where you get like stupid knee flexion. Mm-hmm. And I sit it straight up where I just get stupid knee yeah, flexion. And I just do like turn it into the hammer strength variety one as much as possible. Yeah. Except the nice part is, is it doesn't start at the bottom. Oh, so like it's like, okay, so, so, like starts, it. so when you unrack it, it starts like the mid. So like my, so I just have to like barely like press out. It's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like doing like getting ready for like a barbell press. Like when you kind of just like lift it up. Yeah. 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 It's kind of very, it's very similar to that. So that's really nice. Cause the hammer strength sucks, man. I tried that and it's just like that bottom, that bottom just is such a sticking point 
that you have yeah. to use your hands for like the first rep to even get it like do. out. And I'm like, this one is just really, really, it's really smooth and really nice. I hit five plates per side on it. So I've officially in the last, since I've moved here. So in the last month and a half, I've put, I've put a plate on it on each side. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun when you get accustomed to the new stuff, you get that little neural drive. Yeah, you get, that little, you get that happen. extra you get that extra stimulus. Yep. Yep. And it pays off. Like you said, you're lifting more weight for more reps over time. So Yeah, so I hit last overcomplicate. Yeah, last week I hit four plates in the 35 for 17. And today I hit five plates per side for 18. 17 then one set or do you rest pause? Rest pause. So Got it was it. I think last week it was 10 or 11. 10 or 11, I think it was like four and then like two. Um, and today was, today was 10, 10, uh, four, no, 10, 10, five, and three. And it's yeah. like, you just want to have like an aneurysm at like the end. Like you're, you're you don't oh, know the, where you're at. That second rest pause is always the worst. Always. Yeah. Cause you get done, you're like my legs, my le like I haven't felt this, but my quads were really activated today, and I was like I was severely shaking, like in between. I also think I sympathetically overdriven myself like before the set, because I got so freaked out by moving up to five plates. Yeah. Like, and that can happen. I think a lot oh, of people. I, that's why I listen to the calming music. Everyone's like, why do you listen to calming music? Because if I listen to something really freaking heavy on that, I would actually, I would actually go into sympathetic overdrive. Which is why when I texted Austin to actually even start this, um, I was like, I haven't even eaten yet. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't eat until like, I didn't start eating until like 6.15. It was like an hour and a half after getting done my workout. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, this is way too long. I was like, I actually, and I don't have any Morphocom or any like Cordy's right now. So there was nothing to like bring it down. So I was just like, I had to like wait and just wait. Was your BG still high? Did you test it? I don't test my BG. Oh, you don't test it? You just tell <laughs> no, people to test it and don't test it. <laughs> I just <laughs> everybody, I I am a coach that does everything else. I follow my coach's orders. And my coach doesn't tell me I have to test BG. I'm yeah. not gonna do I mean I kinda wanna do it just to kind of see um where I am. I am gonna do it eventually just to kind of because I want to use because I want to see how things like Morpho Drive and things will work. Mm -hmm. because I always want to be like my own coach and like I have guys who take that and I want to know like hey does it does it impact me like what do I feel from it so I kind of want to be able to do that kind of testing a little bit but I always run things past mark before I even do that yeah I'm like hey can I add this supplement in to kind of just test to see like hey what's it going to do for me like we added in morphobolic and I haven't okay. taken it out and that's, it's made that's the, what's that they call that like the non-hormonal recomp product yeah yeah it has Got the turkesterone in it Yes. Yeah. Works really well. Surprisingly. Yeah. See, I use um, AD Bollock from True Everybody, Nutrition. Yeah. Very similar. Both of them are very, very similar in what they do yeah. and they both get results. So it's like you could choose either or. Because not many people make them. Not many people make them fairly well, truly to be honest. It's also like yeah. a thing where you, I tell people all the time, people have asked me this so many times in my Q and A's when I did them. They're like, hey, can I use morphobolic or like, what's this agree in like turkesterone? And I'm like, you literally have to be like spot on with your shit. It's like, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a recomp, it's a recomp like catalyst as they like to call it. And it's like nothing like that. Like those types of supplements won't work 
unless you actually like put in effort and are like on point with everything like those things just don't work it's brought on by your effort it's like everything with peds everything with p like you could take peds and not get results it's like when i posted when i started taking adbolic i probably had 10 dms about it and continuously and it made me sit back and i'm like this is why i don't even post this stuff half the time because then you get the questions and a lot of the time the questions are from the people that you know aren't doing the basics and they're super interested in this product and i don't want to sound too harsh but like i don't want to tell them like you got to do because this is the top one percent this is the icing on the cake that's going to give you that little bit of extra progress yeah like i've seen great i've seen great results like i've stayed around the same weight and i look better Mm -hmm. so it's either like but like my intensity and my effort and everything's kind of been like up and up and up so it's like it's but that also helps drive that too so it's like i get the benefit of that because my effort and intensity is where it needs to be in and out of the gym so I always tell people, that's why I hate posting about my supplements. I never post like what supplements I take anymore. Like I'll post for like Morphogen to like show my code and stuff like that. And they kind of like put it out there that I still am with them and like that I use their products. But it's like, I rarely ever do that now. I'm just like, people just use my code anyway. And it's like, I don't want to put out things because I get a million questions over why I'm taking these things. And it's like, well, number one, my coach told me to do it. Number two, it's like, my dosages and my things have nothing to do with that. Like have yeah. nothing to do with you. Like I, like everyone's like, Oh, your client takes this. And like, I actually got this from one of my other guys. So, um, two of my, two of my clients were training and one was taking a GDA and the other, the other guy just randomly started taking a GDA and like told me, and I was like, I didn't put that in your plan. I was like, your BG's fine. I was like, there's no reason for you to take it. I was like, I kept seeing high BG for him. There's no reason for you to take. He's like, oh, I just really wanted to try it because he was using it. And I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> I was like, your supplement regimen is for you specifically. Like his thing is for that. He's eating a way more carbs than you are. Like there's a thing where those play hand in hand with that. And I'm like, you can't just be doing supplements because someone else is doing them. Mm, like there's yeah, a reason behind why we all take them. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head and it's like, especially with you, like you said, just posting your supplements, especially from the Morphogen line, it's not really a a supplement company that's making outrageous claims about anything. Everything that you could take from their line has its purpose, whether it is more of a performance supplement or a health supplement, it's not flashy, but the people who know how to read labels and know what supplements are good and what are bad kind of know already <laughs> that like you could look at a line like morphogen and be like okay i can completely understand why i would use this supplement in this setting yeah exactly so you know so that's how my days been going i am just absolutely going to be fucked for the next two days i absolutely know it tomorrow's going to be miserable sitting at my desk all day like 100 percent um i'm going to lay on my couch at like four o'clock, whenever I get done work, I, I, I have a call at five 30. I'm like, I'm sleep. I'm sleeping from four to five 30 tomorrow. I'm like, I'm not going to be available. I'm like my quads. It's always the first day. It's always after training. I don't know if you get this for after training. It's always quads. 
after training in the first day, it's quads. And then the second day after, it's always hamstrings. It's my hamstrings and my adductors. They just like, they're so bad. And especially yeah. adductors. If you hit adductors yeah. right, the adductor, the adductor doms is so, so bad. I popped my adductor one time, actually. I forgot to say, I forgot, did I ever say this? No, no, because oh. I'm interested because I've done the same thing. So I was, um, so I moved and I was doing my first, and I was doing my, my second leg day in rotation. I never had an adductor machine, by the way, because the gym that I went to didn't yeah. have one. Um, so I was like, cool. So when you know when you get a new machine, especially with the adductors, you can you can increase strength like so fast on that. And I went from like 95 pounds, like 120. And I the next day I did like a I did like a very, very long negative, like a three-second negative, a hold in the stretch for a second, a pause in the stretch, and then like hold for two seconds <laughs> on the concentric, uh, like at the like at the um, at the contraction point. And the whole, like the next day was fine, absolutely fine. But the day after and like the whole week after, I could not sit right. Like no matter where I sat, like sitting here, if I tried to lay on my couch, if I tried to go to bed, I couldn't even stretch out my adductor like at all. Um, and that was very uncomfortable. Not being able to stretch out when you sleep is so uncomfortable. I just sleep like a pencil. And oh, yeah, that's the worst. The sleep's always horrible. And I texted Mark and I was like, I, this was in my check-in. I'm like, hey, I think I popped my adductor. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, dude, my adductor is just feeling so freaking tight and just feeling like I can't get comfortable anywhere that I sleep, that I sit. And he's like, you didn't tear it, right? And I'm like, no, there's no bruising. There's no nothing. There's no like purple, there's no purple marks. So I didn't tear it. But yeah. I might've popped a few, I was like, I probably popped a few muscle fibers that just absolutely got wrecked. And I was like, so I just had to massage gun it out for like Ooh, three days. Crazy. And the massage gun was the first night was so bad. Like even just lightly pressing on it. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that happened to me. I think it was because I finished my set and I tried to jump out of the machine too quick. Dude, I can so, never get out of the machine. Right. It's like, uh, yeah. Cause like I kind of got to the, almost the end range and i just let it rack and i just let it fly and it went i didn't hear anything thank god but it, it was uh, i 100 strained it it the pain ran probably from my groin almost down to my knee and i was like just let my guard down for one second that's what happened you can never get off those correctly man i swear you need a partner to get off that thing because if you don't because if you kind of go to like the level where you're safe it's not it's not far enough in the stretch yeah. Like, like it's either like you get the stretch and you have to like finagle your way out of it. Like you have to like stop it with one hand and then put the, for, put the one leg over or like, you're just going to be fucked in the yeah, stretch for I, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What I usually do is I'll kind of like, I'll put my hands on it when I go to re-rack it, put my hands on the outside of my knees. And then I kind of just like scoot myself up the seat. Yeah. That's what I do. So then I just slide out that way. Yeah, it, uh, I mean it's probably tougher for you because you're a bigger boy. I'm a I'm a small yeah. little fellow over here. Trying to I fit can't imagine. Yeah, I can't even imagine fitting on the machine. You also probably use a gym pin on the machine too. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> and I know that day that it happened, I was a little too overzealous, and I learned my lesson <laughs> the hard way. Well, well, I know you had some big, you had some big news this week. You now you, um, 
as we know, last week you started with Matt Jansen, or well, I mean, you started with him before that, but yeah, officially on the on the air, it's known. Uh, but you also had a competitor this weekend, um, our man Max. Yeah, yeah, he. Um, it was funny. I don't know if you follow him. I think you might, but uh, but he competed in the INBA. God, I don't even. I'm a horrible coach. I don't even know the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> In, no, um, it's a natural organization. Not gonna lie, you will not. There, there's will, so many there's names. There's like a million of them. There's like OCB. Yeah, there's like WMBF. There's like there's like a million of them. Yeah, and um, he competed yesterday, and he ended up winning novice, winning bodybuilding, and got second in overall bodybuilding, which is weird because the way he phrased it to me when he first told me how he placed, I got confused because he said. He won open, but he didn't really win open. Like in the NPC, the overall pose down is just your classes. So yeah. all the classes from open bodybuilding pose down for the overall. The way the INBA was running it is he was in the open bodybuilding. They didn't actually have any weight classes. But what they did for the overall pose down was they had the master's winners pose against them. And he ended up getting second to the dude who won masters. I don't know what age group or over what age group it was, but he got second there, but he won in bodybuilding, but the masters guy didn't do bodybuilding because I think he told me last night, the guy has his pro card in a few natty federations and he tried to any, well, he got it now. I think he just wanted another one. He wanted the INBA one. I hate that. That's the one thing I hate. It's like yeah. the legitimacy, the legitimacy of like all these organizations is like not to shit on natural bodybuilding because I am natural, but it's like, I really don't want to be doing a natural bodybuilding competition to truly be honest. Like, that's just like my perspective from it. Mm-hmm. Like I could care less, like, Hey, I want to go and win, but I'd rather go to like an NPC competition and be like, okay, cool. I get like, whatever, but there's a big difference too, between master's level natural competitors and someone who's what 20, he's like 22. Right. He's twenty-two. Yeah. Wait. No. So it's like he'll be he'll be twenty-two. I oh geez. I'm oh he's gonna kill me. I think he'll be twenty-two. <laughs> in, no, 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 no. He's twenty-two. He'll be twenty-three in November. <laughs> See, so it's like, but there's a big difference between someone who's like the level of conditioning and natural bodybuilding. It's a progression over time. Like when you when you're an MPC and you're an I I like IFBB, like there's a lot of things that you can do to get hard to get yeah. in shape like like in shape no matter in shape it's going to come down to diet like you Absolutely. can't use you can't use drugs to overcome a shitty physique at all it's like you have to you have to kind of do that but you can add in the peds to then like allow your body to get a little bit more diced than you would that, expect and i always say um just to close the gap if you think about a natty competitor yeah. that's been training for 30 years and not only the conditioning side but the actual muscularity side yeah. The guy who's been training 30 years is naturally is going to have more muscle than the guy who's been training a, a handful of years, period. I don't know. He's pretty big. <laughs> he is big, but like, but you see like the discrepancy, like that doesn't yeah. really happen in the NPC where you're not tested. You could close that gap. The PEDs will help you to do that. Again, genetics will still always play that large role, but it's a lot closer. Like it I said, everyone's on it. It's a yeah. lot closer. It's it's like you're like in some divisions you're like, how do they pick a winner? Whereas yeah. this one that whereas in natural bodybuilding, you kind of know. It's like yeah. 
If this guy's in shape, he's going to win. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Like, I didn't get too many pictures of the law. I had a couple of him next to um, two guys, but I didn't really see much. So I was yeah, really yeah. – I was interested to see – how everyone looked in a line. That's just me loving every prejudging of a bodybuilding show ever. But I don't think I actually even saw the guy who won masters. I didn't have a pick of them next to each other. So his mom has to to pick it up with her picture taking skills. If she wants to be like, um, what's his name? Um, Oh God. Um, Is it Walt Whitman? Will Whitman? Oh yeah. Yeah, Walt. He, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's Will. I don't know. We know who he is. He takes all the great yeah, photos. Like everyone. Photo. everyone knows his Instagram. The guy's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, so you have another shot, though. So what? So what are you going to do? What adjustments are you making for this week coming up, then? Because he's going into for people who don't know. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't know because a lot of people don't follow Max in general. But um, what's your plan now for this week? What's what's changing? How you gonna how you gonna adjust the peak and stuff like that? So what? Honestly, we didn't really peak hard. I okay. don't, especially for a natty guy. Um, the guy is 160 pounds, not using anything. I'm not going to peak them hard and yeah. try. I don't want that extra five percent better to and then have it be 90 percent worse. So what we did was, um, starting last week beginning of the week i slowly started to taper his cardio down to keep the inflammation out of his legs we had our last leg day i believe it was it was monday mm-hmm. and then we had uh i think he finished up with no it was tuesday tuesday with legs off day wednesday and then i had just two full body pump up sessions when i started to implement the carbs thursday and friday did you push them hard did you push the carbs hard no, not really. We pushed um, Thursday. I believe what I did was had his regular pre-workout meal and I just added to it. So I added on Thursday it was two English muffins a, and a tablespoon of almond butter pre-workout, added one cup of jasmine rice to his post, added three quarters of a cup jasmine to his final meal for the night. Sent me pics again Friday morning. Then we did the same thing except that second meal the uh last one before he went to sleep Mm -hmm. i bumped that one to a cup as well so it was the same thing two two english muffins tablespoon of almond butter with his pre one cup post jasmine one cup of jasmine again before he went to bed so kind of like an extra like 100 100 grams of carbs somewhere around there a little more little uh probably 150 150 yeah I think a jazz jasmine's like 45 a cup. I think so. So 45, 90. And then the two English muffins, that's 60. So yeah, so about 150. And then probably not much on the fats, probably 10 to 15 grams. That's not bad. No, not at all. And it like I said, it didn't need to be too heavy. Um, because at that point, like I think we were talking last week, my main thing was trying to bring his lower body in. Yeah. Uh, that was our last thing to try to nail. And once I also, you guys should go look at his hamstrings. Cause if you guys haven't seen pictures of this dude, this dude's legs are freaking kind of crazy. Like his hamstrings. If you see him in his back double, his hamstrings are just stupid big. 
And I'm like, and we, me and Austin were talking about this earlier in our DMs. We were like, just wait till he gets like actual peeled hamstrings. Yeah. Like it's going to be crazy. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. He does have, especially from the side, his hamstrings. I think I posted his side chest in it comparison. Just it just, yeah, it hangs. Um, and once his lines came in and his quads, his hand, his hamstrings are, again, it's rare. His hamstrings are better than his quads. You don't that's see that. That's very rare. That's you very, very rare. That. But that's a good thing to have because it's, it hard, yeah, it's, to get, it's hard to get good. It's hard to get good hamstrings, to truly be honest. Yeah, so... Like I said, once he his quads started coming in, I was like, okay, this is right where we want to be. And I started to taper down the cardio. Honestly, use posing more as his cardio at that point. Not yeah. try to lose any more fat. We're not the goal, but it was just drilling him. Just repeat, 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 transition, quick, quick, quick. How many, how many sessions were you doing? Um, usually post-workout, I would give him about two to three quick – just through his mandatories. Okay. So that's run that's like, run that's, through. Like, that's like 15, 20 minutes. No, yeah, I wasn't killing him with like over a half hour or anything. Like there was one night I did drill him because I was there. And yeah. we went we went for probably two weeks ago. So How long before did you, go for we, you cut out. What's up? How long did you go for? You cut out. Uh, about a half hour. So it was okay. I had him run I had him run through three rounds. And then we worked on his routine. Man, he was probably sweating bullets. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I would do like three poses, like just randomly practicing. Like I like some nights, like, you know, kind of you always get in that kind of spirit, at least as someone who kind of likes, I like the classic kind of thing. And that means like with classic, you kind of have to like posing, like in a way, because it all comes down to presentation when it comes down to classic, to truly be honest, like it's how you make your proportions look on stage whereas bodybuilding you could just be like there and be fucking massive and if you know how to pose a little bit you're good yeah. um, but i always go and i do like i just do random routines with some songs and i'll be like sweating after like one i'm like holy shit like so actual posing and actual holding it especially at that level of conditioning is like pretty it's yeah honestly and i was we were talking about it number one he didn't sweat a lot because he was definitely not holding any water <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I didn't sweat a ton. And then, uh, what was it? I was actually talking to him like, dude, I think your job's easier than mine in terms of be it posing. It's, I think it's much easier to pose a 160 pound physique versus trying to pose like on stage a 230 pound physique. Yeah, I don't know what it's like to be 230 pounds. You're, so I could tell you, yeah, it's not too bad posing, but it's like, but I can imagine even trying to hold a pose and like hold your stomach in. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, that. And then like, even like mobility stuff, like with your shoulders and everything, that could be a nightmare. I will you try to get like a side tricep. If you're fucking massive, like try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, for me, doing saying, side triceps, like so easy. Not saying I have these issues, but I just look and I'm like, you know what? That makes sense that th this person has it a lot harder than this person. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, we had a topic come up today. I actually had a topic come up recently um, that, you know, I was talking with another coach about, he was like, you kind of have to make it fun. Like you got to keep it fun. Like he, like he, like I was kind of asking him about my advice for a client. He was looking at his physique and he noticed like, like his just facial expression was very, very serious in his check-in photos. And he was like, you know, try, try keeping him level-headed here. Like try making it fun. 
And um, this is something that Cody actually asked about because he asked what we were going to talk about today. And he really wants to hear what we have to say. Uh, but I find it's really important to keep a balance. Like I hate, I'm the first person to say that probably either of us two have like zero balance when it comes down to doing this. Like we both coach, we both train, we both eat and we love bodybuilding. Like bodybuilding is kind of our balance. So kind of take our advice with a grain of salt here when we go into this. But, you know, I find for at least like people that are getting into it, there has to be some sort of balance. Yeah. Like with it, like you're going to get burnt out pretty quick if you don't have a little bit of fun with it. I'm like, did you just got to do things like, like on your rest days, don't even like think about it. Like, I don't even think about, like, I don't even think about it. Like I might pose and stuff like that, but I don't think about my training. Like, I don't yeah. think about that on my rest days. I'm kind of just like, I'm focused in on like the other aspects of my life going on on those days and not all like all there with that. Like I just kind of let bodybuilding come now. Instead. It's amazing because this isn't the first time this happened on this podcast where you bring up a topic and no lie, I had this exact conversation last night. And this is happens um, about balance. And I was trying to again give it, like you said, from my pers- from our perspective, where it's our definition of balance is still going to be a little bit more high strung than the general definition of balance when it comes to fitness, but it's just being able, I think I used the phrase I was talking, she's actually my client and one of my really good friends about how I just like to turn the notch back one notch. That's it. Nothing crazy because I know if I'm really, really dead set on training on my meals, on everything where it becomes neurotic and I'm constantly thinking about it, um, my performance is worse. Yep. Every, every time it just takes a hit because I'm a cortisol dump mess. It's like, <laughs> you don't, honest to God, like getting your meals together, cooking, all that, where we just have that routine. Yeah. It, it shouldn't require that much conscious thought. But it does. It's just like, you know what you need to eat, you know, your plan, get it done, eat it, move along. Um, There's, there's, again, there's going to be times where you want to optimize things and you're like, okay, how can I tweak this, make this better? But again, if you're getting coached, it's kind of not your job. And that's a problem that I always have is just, okay, here it is. Do it. Don't we always have that problem? I feel like as coaches, like everyone not going to lie, we're kind of like the easiest clients in a way, but we're also the most over, like, like we kind of get it like right away from our, from our coaches. Like they're kind of just like, okay, listen, listen, and just let us do our job. And we kind of know that because we're coaches ourselves and we want our clients to do that for yeah. us. So that's why I think about every time I'm like, every time I check in with Mark, I'm like, or every week I'm like, don't make it a hassle for him. It's like the last thing he needs to worry about is a coach that knows what he's doing to be like stressed out as fuck and be like questioning like things like doing, doing these little things that he shouldn't be doing because he knows not to do them. Um, But I find that bodybuilding, I find the same thing. Like my performance lately has been skyrocketing because I don't, what I used to do, at least when I started with Mark is a lot of my day 
was surrounded by my training session because I had nothing else going on. Like I had my few clients, like I only had like three clients at that time. So it wasn't like anything really big to deal with. Um, I didn't have my full-time job started yet or anything. So it was kind of like the summer where I didn't really have anything. And like the only thing to think about is my training session. And it's like, I, I realized my performance did progress during that time just because of the environment that me and Mark were in, like in the phase I was in. But I realized when I started, when I started to, when I started my full-time job and I still made training like my main thing, it was like my performance started to suffer from it. Like, and now that I've taken a step back and I have like, you, know, you have like 13, 14 athletes that you got to take care of. And then you have a full-time job on top of it. And you also, and like for me and us, we also do a podcast every Sunday, which it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it still is like doing these kind of things, take our mind away from like thinking about, Hey, this is what we have to do. Like, like we don't think of like, you can't think about bodybuilding all the time, especially when you're young. Like there is life outside of bodybuilding. Well, we're the ones we're the ones very dedicated more than others. Like you said, like our notch is very on the end of the spectrum, but like we do take it back at certain points. And like, you know, having those, having those friends, having those people around you that you can like hang out with. Like I always suggest people to hang out with like family, friends, like do things outside of the gym. Like stop doing everything in the gym and do things outside the gym. Because like you said, your cortisol dump so you're not doing that. You're just thinking about it. Your stress is going to be higher. Like when stress is higher, sleep sucks. When sleep sucks, performance sucks. When sleep sucks, your BG's higher, which means that you're going to look like shit. Like yeah. it all correlates together. Off, it all correlates together. Like it's the thing of like, you have to, you have to manage your stress. And I find that bodybuilding in itself, if you start to overthink, is just a stress to you it's not actually aiding in you so when so when i see people take a step back and start to really like just like relax with it and let it come to them rather than kind of forcing the issue then that's when i see the most progress out of my athletes yeah you're right um this is actually it was funny this is an old conversation that i'm going to bring up now that i brought up last night in my other conversation that um when i was working with my old coach joe this was probably a year ago if not a little more and i wasn't on prep or anything so it wasn't that i was 110 percent dialed in and i didn't need to be on every little aspect but i was <laughs> i was contemplating taking this girl out to dinner and first of course me being the bodybuilder that i am First text doesn't not even doesn't go to the girl, of course, does not go to my parents, goes to my coach. Hey, Joe, I'm thinking about doing this. And me being, again, all anxiety, like, oh, my God, like, oh my God, what can I eat? Where can I where can I go? Do I, I'm, I'm gonna have to bring my scale, everything. <laughs> and, and I remember this conversation with Joe, where he talked me off the ledge. And he was like, bro, chill like this there's little things in life that you're going to remember that's not bodybuilding related he's like i'm not trying to say you know completely undermine your progress and go on a bender and have a crazy weekend because that's not i that's not 
my philosophy. That's not yours. That's probably not 99.9% of the listeners of this podcast. When we say balance and going out and spending time with people, it's just making it work to where you have the ability to go somewhere, do something, eat something, but more importantly, mentally, literally just dial it back, turn that switch to where you could actually be present with that person. Because I've been in this, in that situation where I kind of forced myself to socialize and went out with people. And I know I was still in my own head about bodybuilding. I'm still eating my meal. and like thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, here here it is tomorrow. What am I lifting tomorrow? Like it, that doesn't really need to be there. You can meet, you can meet somewhere in the middle and be successful because Joe told me in that exact conversation, he's like, dude, bodybuilding isn't forever. Regardless of what you may think now at the time being a 22 year old kid that, you know, the world seems so small and this is all you're constantly wrapped up in. It's not. Yep. So don't make one night or one meal that, you know, who knows where things could go and just, put it on the back burner because you have to have that that food at that time it's just yeah it's like it's like i also find that for people who are really really accurate with everything like we are you can get away with something like once like every like once a month at least like yeah. you can get away with this like it's not gonna like if you're in the off season at least for us if you put in the effort in the gym number one your coach is going to feed you you're going to have a lot of food which means you're going to have a lot of room to play with like go fuck fuck off fuck off the fiber intake that you said you that like your coach has and go fucking enjoy a meal like it's not gonna end you like it's not gonna end your life like it's one day what do we teach you as coach first off we coach you like the thing that we coach the most is the lifestyle people is like hey if you fuck up you move on like if we don't embody that what are we showing our athletes like so it's like you know, I, I actually wrote this post today and you saw it. Um, I was like, what is true happiness? I was like, true happiness is literally living in the, is living like for those times when it's like, hey, you know, you might stay up till like two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes and be chatting with friends about life. Like, honestly, I've had those moments. I haven't had many since I've started to transition to bodybuilding, but I've had those moments and with some of my best friends in the world. And those are some of the best memories I ever have. Like those nights where you kind of just say fuck it to the world and you just enjoy, hey, what's happening in this moment? You kind of don't want it to end. Like, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, at least this is what I told them. I was like, bodybuilding's not, it's not going anywhere for you at this age, but it's not going to be there forever. It's like, there's a life, like bodybuilding for most people ends around like 35. Like it's not, it's a very young age that you end bodybuilding. Like in general, like what you build, the habit you build, you're taking those with you after them, but competitive bodybuilding ends for a lot of people at a relatively young age compared to your life expectancy. So it's like, how do you want, how do you want to live your twenties? Like there's a lot of people who I think always are about bodybuilding, bodybuilding, IFBB pro card, IFBB pro card. Hey, if you're about that, fuck yeah, go do it. I'm not taking away anything away from you, but like sometimes you have to be realistic and say like, Hey, I just want to be present with friends right now. I'm like, not, like, hey, if I missed, if I missed like 30, 40 grams of protein today, like what's the worst that's going to happen? It's like, 
Hey, maybe a little bit of NPS. Like that's really it. It's like there's no damage to it. Like to truly be honest, but I'm not saying, Hey, go do this like fairly often. We're talking about like once a month, maybe like once every few weeks. Like if you can afford to do that, like it depends on how far you want to progress truly. But I find those moments actually aid us better, whether it even is like you stay up till two and three in the morning, you might get kind of shit sleep, but I bet that stress load off of you is fucking phenomenal. Like I was FaceTiming, I was FaceTiming someone the other night and I was able to just be like, like being here kind of alone in my apartment, like there's not much going on. It's just kind of business, business, studying, like studying, like figuring out how to implement these new things into client plans, like always reading up on new things, like maybe listening to music. Like I've listened to a lot of music now, but it's like, I got to be present for this one moment and not think about like my coaching, like my business, like my podcast. Like there was no, there was none of that. Like we chatted about that, but it was like, I didn't have to think about it. Like I felt like free in a way, like there was a, there was a sense of just being calm and present in the moment. And like, that's like the coolest part. That's the coolest part. So I find that true happiness really comes through those moments and enjoying and enjoying the moments that you have with your friends because you make friends in bodybuilding, but it's not always going to be the gym. Like you guys bond over the gym. Great. Then you guys have like conversations where you laugh about the, the dumb shit that you guys used to do when you were 16 in the gym. So it's like, it's like, just live, just live a few nights where you just say kind of fuck it. And like, you don't have to drink. You don't have to do that. Like you don't have to do all that. Like I'm sober. I'll still, I'll still stay up till two, three in the morning. Sometimes like if I'm hanging out with friends, it's like, cool, whatever. Like just, just like be, be in the moment. Cause you never know like what's truly going to happen. And I hate saying that because it's very cliche, but it's like, you only actually live life once. Like you only, like you only have this opportunity. So it's like, how do you want to actually live it? Like you don't always need to be hundred percent. Like our coaches that we have are very, very hundred percent. Like they want you, they want you at your best, but sometimes your best is actually taking a step back. That will bring you five steps forward. So like these things will actually improve your physique. If you just take the fucking time to just chill out about it. Yeah, honestly. And like you said too, with your conversation, um, your topics, most of our friends based on our personalities are probably still going to have that gym interest. So when we say like, Oh, you can't talk about training. It's not, it's not that, like you said, you could mess around and tell old stories about what you did or what this person's doing in the gym you could still be a a center of conversation to talk about the lifestyle. It's just far different than where you're actually like hunkering down and trying to figure out things about your own training or your own business. That's what kind of uh, bogs your mind a little bit. But if it's just, you know, tossing ideas and tossing old stories back and forth, by all, by all means, like those are still conversations that I have with friends all the time. Yeah. So I find, I find it's just like, you can have balance. Just, you have to be, you have to just know when, when, and where to, where to have it. Like there's always a point in time when you just have to say, Hey, I could go home now and I could miss out on these moments or you could just stay and just live. 
Like I hate, I hate when just people just, they always think about, they always think about the small things like they're like, I gotta get eight hours of sleep. I gotta get this. And it's like you being neurotic about that. It's just causing you more stress. So just, just stay with your family, like enjoy the time. Like I might be on my meals. Like if I'm hanging out with them, I might bring my meals because that oh, I do me, that all the time. That all makes time. me more, that makes me more comfortable. That makes me feel better about being in that moment because it's what we love to do. And those friends usually accept us for who we, what we love and what we do. So like they understand that. So it's like, if you have friends that are kind of shit on you for that, number one, they're not your friends. Um, but number two, like you don't have to like say fuck off to everything. Like you could bring your meals and just enjoy. Yeah. I've done, I have done that. So I'm the kid that brought his lunchbox to the, his after party for prom. Because oh, see, I never went. I never went that far. <laughs> because I knew that I still wanted to go and see my friends, and I knew if I didn't do that, like you said, you'd be thinking about the meal the entire time, and then you're angry, and no one wants to be around you. Yeah. So I'm just like, so to prevent burnout, like you just have to have those moments where you kind of just forget about it. Like it's hard to do because it is a lifestyle. But like you just have to like to truly prevent burnout and to truly make bodybuilding fun, you have to have these moments where you don't do bodybuilding things. Because for us, like we work all day, we work all the time. You're in school. I'm working on. I have a full time job. My break from everything is the gym. Like that's why my performance is so up too. Is like that's my time. Like along with at night. That is my first break from any work for that day. It's like, I'm improving me. So it's like, use that as also kind of a way to make bodybuilding fun is like, stop thinking about like, oh, I got to fit like my job around my training. I got to fit everything around my training. It's like, put your training around your job. And then you'll be happier because I bet you'll be looking forward to that training session way more. You're going to progress way more and you're going to be a lot more happier with the progress that you're making because you're not always thinking about the training session but when you're in the training session you got to lock the fuck in it's once you open once you enter those doors into that gym it's 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 shut there's nothing else to think about it's like that time is you yeah yeah that's the biggest thing because a lot of people just let that early part of their day that work life carry over like you said, if you can really zone in and it, whatever it takes, if you need to put your phone on, do not disturb. If you need, even if you need to put your phone in the car and use an iPod, I don't care. Whatever, whatever it is to get you locked into that session for that time, because you earned it. That is your time. You were, you gave your time at work. You gave your time with clients and in turn, um, I know 110% without a doubt, my clients will respect my time until whenever we are, we're still working together because they know that when I'm with them and giving them my time, I'm present there. So again, they want to do the same with me. They're like, oh, you're training? Won't even message me, text me, anything. Just hit me up when you're done. Exactly. I find that also is that it's like everyone wants to do work when you're in the gym, like you're in your work is you in the gym. That's, that's the real, it's a real deal. Make yourself a priority for once in the gym too. 
Um, so I think that hopefully answered how to keep it fun and yeah. how to keep it. Was that Cody? Was that Cody that asked that? No, I, I, I was thinking about this today. I was just thinking about it. Cause I feel like everybody I talked to just has like, they're just so locked in on the goals. I think it's cool to have goals. I fucking love talking about goals. I love talking about like visions that you have. I love talking about all that, but like there's a moment in time when you just got to step back. Yeah. Fine. And I'm just like, just be there in the moment. Like you could talk goals. I, I find those are the best conversations to really be honest. Those actually take me away from bodybuilding, even though one of my, even though some of my goals do revolve around bodybuilding and coaching and like my business and stuff like that. But those conversations are so like, like they just get me going in a way. And you kind of think about things and you get to dive into people and like why this became a goal and like what you want to achieve with the goal. So it's like those conversations are cool to have, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes your goal needs to take a few steps back to move many more steps forward. Yeah. And I think even from a, a coaching perspective, not to flip it back to the business end, but if you know a client's backstory, I think that puts you in a much better situation to coach them long-term. If you know why certain behaviors are ingrained for the time being and what they've been through, that can help um, the way you teach them and the way you need to uh, unlearn those bad behaviors if they are bad behaviors for that client. Yeah. I also think it, also think it teaches you how to approach or approach them like you say yeah. kind of coach them like you, yeah you the never, way you talk to them like the way you talk yeah. to them the way you get them to actually make change like like i said i have i have guys like hey if you want to be a competitor i talked i talked about this the other day on one of my on um actually it might have been my podcast i'm trying to remember what i was talking about it but i'm like hey if you're a competitor i'm treating you as such i'm like you had that level of expectation i was like i'm going to treat you a lot harder I was like, my level of la- my language and the way that I coach you is a lot freaking harder because you said to me that that is your goal. So I, I coach to what your goal is. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, if, you're a lifestyle, if you're a lifestyle person, cool, we're going to take it back. We're going to focus on habit building and stuff like that. And while I do focus on that for my app, for my, for my bodybuilding, like competitive athletes, I'm like, you should be knowing this shit. I was like, you have to be, you have to be on the point, but if you don't know it, I'm going to coach you it, but I'm going to coach you at once. And I expect it to be done. And it's like, you can't be repeating stuff. Like with lifestyle, there's a little bit of different expectation there. 100%. So you have to know how to coach people too, as well. Like that's, that's a very big thing is knowing someone's background because some people rely on those positive affirmations and not the negatives where some people get fueled by being told they, they, they're shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it happens. Like, to truly be honest, like, some, like, like, we know some of the best coaches are the ones that are some of the meanest, and they're not like the friendliest coaches. Nor should you. No, I'm not saying be buddy buddy with your, be buddy buddy with your client because that, that doesn't work. I just find that there's a miscue. But I know you are buddy buddy with some of your guys. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's different. It's um. Luckily, I haven't really had problems with that where it's. If I talk to someone in a business sense, in a professional way, they know. But at the same time, they're comfortable with me and telling me whatever they want. And when I'm just laid back and just conversing back and forth, it's completely different. 
So like you said, it can, you could definitely run into an issue with that if you don't set that boundary. Yes. Um, but going back to where our point is, is like we said, make bodybuilding fun, make it your hobby. It's not just, a like, it's not your everything. It's not your life in the end game. You don't get paid shit for this. Like you do it because you love it. Not only do you not get paid, you invest an absolute ton. I always say that it's not only that you don't get paid, you're putting it all in not to make it sound negative. Like you shouldn't do it, but you're putting your body on the line for something that might not happen. A lot yeah. of people go chasing after, I can't tell you how many times we see people chase after pro cards and they get burnt out and then they're fucked because they didn't take care of themselves. So it's yeah. like a thing where you have to take care of your health, not only physically, but your mental health and financial just as important and financial health. Yeah, yeah, so it's like if you, if you, you rely on it. that. You're gonna rely on that full time job. So you better be damn focused on that full time job while you're working it, because you're that's paying. Right. That's paying for that's paying for the food. That's paying for the supplements. It's paying for it's paying for your gym membership. Like, damn, if you're not focused in on that, I don't know what to tell you because I just I don't have time for people who don't have goals outside of bodybuilding. Truly, be honest, I need people that are very very driven. Yeah. And because and you're, if you have the goals in life that are outside bodybuilding, I generally see the trend that those are the successful bodybuilders too, mm-hmm. because they're driven in all aspects. Yeah. Well, some of them, I don't know how they bodybuild. Like, I just don't get, they're so busy. I don't get how you bodybuild, but <laughs> that's, no, but that's now I'm, I'm starting to understand it more and more as I like do my thing. I'm like, ah, oh, I actually got to go to the gym today. And then you're like, I need to do my pre-workout meal yet. And then you're like, oh, I got to do that. So it's like, just comes about, but it comes about naturally for us. Like now it's not like something that we force, but like, we just let it, we just let it happen. So just let it just kind of go with the flow with life a little bit. Um, if you take anything away from this episode, because you only get one shot at it and you don't want to miss those times with friends and stuff that Hey, if you get married one day at a wedding, at your wedding, you'll be able to laugh about that all night. And you'll be laughing about these memories that you guys made when you were in your 20s. You can like, laugh about the girl that you were supposed to take out on the date <laughs> that you, you stressed about your bringing your food scale. Exactly. And then, and then you end up getting married and instead she cooks your food the rest of your life. Exactly. It, it all worked out, right? Look, you get a personal chef. That's what we, that's what we all want as bodybuilders, to truly be honest. We just want someone who's going to cook us our food. That's it. It's such a, it's such a hassle. We just, we just don't feel like meal prepping and meal prep companies are too much money. Someone sponsor us, please. It's all we ask. Some meal prep company, we don't get a ton of views, but (laughs) meal prep company sponsor us so we get some free meals. You know, us poor, us poor bodybuilders. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, No, but I think that was a great, I think that was a great half and half. We kind of, kind of talked about our lives. Um, I'm going to go, ruin my legs um because i'm not gonna walk tomorrow so i'm gonna enjoy the rest of the sunlight that's outside and enjoy reading a book because i haven't read a book in freaking forever i feel like i feel like i'm just doing courses courses pub med studies like uh training training videos like watching people on instagram like gaining knowledge from instagram and i'm like when's the last time i actually started to read a book so i'm reading a book that's not actually about fitness so I'm like, oh my God, I'm in shock. I yeah, haven't, I haven't done a non, I haven't done a non-fitness related like thing in so long. So this is me 
telling you guys to take a step back because I'm going to go enjoy this book so much. So absolutely, I got, I got two of them actually. So yeah. like I said, that's not going to be me for the next eight weeks. First day of PT school tomorrow. So tomorrow is three hours in the morning about the shoulder joint. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. But look, you're going to be a master. I hope because I am messed up. I gotta fix myself. <laughs> so if you can teach me, if you can teach me anatomy, that'd be great. Absolutely. Even I should know, even though I should know about anatomy. <laughs> I should I'll know how the body works. You're looking lab Tuesday. I should know how the body works, right? You know, as a coach, right? Shouldn't we know how the body works? We should. We should. I mean, from a coaching thing, it's like, do you need to know every function of every muscle in the body, where it originates, where it inserts? No. Do you need to know general how to make movements? Do you need yeah. to know how to make movements fit the body part? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. I always tell people if they're trying to like, even if you just want to be a good trainer, you need to know muscles shorten. Number one, that's your first point. Muscles have an origin and insertion. And back to point one, all they do, that's they just shorten. That's it. So if you could track that distance and like you said, match it with the movement, you're going to know a lot more than you think you do without having to get into every little bit of anatomical terminology for every muscle group in the body. Yeah. But talk that's, about that's reserved for, you know, sick people like me to learn. <laughs> and for me to get knowledge from, uh, I'll just get my, I'll just get my DPT in, as from Austin on like the side. <laughs> It'll be the, the Dr. Spada, Ace of Spada podcast. Yeah, the Dr. Spada, LOL. If I ever, if I ever got a doctorate, I'd be laughing. Dr. Greg here. Um, we're going with all the things. So, no, but I have a mustache. I'm keeping this. We'll see how long this actually goes because I'm going to get to a point where it's not going to look pretty. And I wonder what that point is at. But I also don't want like the Peter stash. It's kind of like in that, it's kind of in like that middle phase right now. Yeah, mustaches, you just can't get a read because you always feel like they look bad. Oh, I just then, don't give a fuck. I don't yeah, give a fine fuck right now. I about think how I look. The mustache is like the ultimate level of, I just don't care. Oh, I wore it to the dude. I was so I was so nervous going in the gym and I was just like, ah, right when I was in my car, I was like, ah, oh, shoot, wait, I have a mustache. And I was like, nice. I was like, let's just fucking go rock this shit. I was like, whatever. I'm going to train. You guys probably don't train harder than I do, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. So, so that's my ending is I'm growing out a mustache. We'll see how it looks. We'll keep it. We'll keep daily up. We'll keep some, not daily. We'll keep some weekly updates on the tabs on this. It all comes with shaving the beard, truly be honest. I was just shaving my beard and I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll grow a mustache. My parents are coming to visit July 4th. So I'm like, a month. I got a month. And then I'll meet them and see my face. See like in the process, or is it just no, going to no, be no, a no, no, strict no. surprise? Oh, I love it. I well, love my it. Mom, well, my mom follows me on my, my fitness Instagram. So she might see my story and she might see mm -hmm. that, I, that I posted about it. So we'll see. She hasn't commented. She hasn't, she hasn't, she hasn't uh, wrote a comment on my story yet. So that's a good sign. So she's going to be like, she's going to be like, you're not fucking growing a mustache. Or if she sees you in like your training videos and she's like, what is that? Uh, she ain't, she ain't watch those. Ah, uh, okay. On. Come on. I, she looks at my, if she looks at my pose, if she looks at my stories, whenever I pose on my Friday, on my Friday shot, she'll, she's not yeah. a close friend. Only my close friends get my check-in photos. 
<laughs> but no, we'll see. We'll see how it looks. That's gonna be a great. That's gonna be a great episode. Whenever that comes out, whenever my parents come here to come visit. Oh, I got to get Mama Spade on the show. I have yet to get Mama Spade on the show, so we might need to make a special appearance. That would be that would be great. <laughs> All right, Austin. Well, we got to eat because we're bodybuilders. Um, I don't know if Austin has to eat because he's probably two more. Two he's more. Probably on, he's probably on point with his meals though, and I'm over here <laughs> like going to bed in like three hours, and I got two meals about to eat. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go shove my face with food or, or I'm going to lose my, my muscle protein synthesis. Cause it matters. The protein sparing matters. <laughs> so I'm going to go get some, I'm going to go get some food and yeah. So hopefully you guys use You enjoy this bullshitted episode. Um, you guys take a lot away from this. If you guys did enjoy, definitely screenshot, tag us, post it on Instagram, share it with a friend. You know, just chatting with the bros. Let's get this thing popping. Uh, so, yeah, catch us, catch us on uh, next Sunday for another recording of this episode.